Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode. That's dope. My name is Godzilla. We got Josh and we have super, super special guests. We got Super Eye Patch Wolf. I am super ecstatic to have you on. Like, you uh, honestly are my favorite YouTuber. Like, I, oh, you know, I'm you. not trying just to butter you up, but like, you know, every time I watch your videos, I've come out feeling enlightened and like happier for life, you know? And I've been <laughs> wanting to have you on the podcast for a minute. And it means a lot that you're joining us all the way from Ireland and you know make time for us you know like i know you're super busy yourself uh in it's been years since i've seen you in person so i was like yeah i just want to like hit you up talk with you again see how life is for you uh thank you for being on the podcast oh thanks for having me it's 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 genuinely always cool to do stuff like this like the only thing that stops me doing it more is just like kind of time like you were saying yeah but um it's also i feel like I feel like, you know, YouTube is a lot of sitting in a room, editing and making videos and not interacting with anybody. And so stuff like this, I actually, I find genuine value in, you know what I mean? Dope. Right. I'm glad to hear that because I guess like it's, it's weird because that parasocial relationship, you know, like where, oh, like, oh, I just saw you yesterday. And it's like, you haven't seen any of us, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that a little bit, but I think it's a, it's a little bit different with us gods well, because we have actually met and like hung out a little bit and stuff. So Man. that's that's less so. That's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, though, you know, like, are you going to yeah. come back to America anytime soon? Uh, maybe AX? Or... I have no plans too soon. I'd say as soon as a con invited me, I'd be on a plane because I just I just want to get going, you Hell know, yeah. at this point. But um, for now, I'm going to I'm going to be at London MCM Comic Con for a little bit. And I think I might be going to a con in Belfast in Ireland, which I, I'm really excited about. I'm kind of just pumped to be like out doing shit again. You know, right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the restrictions. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. How are the restrictions in your area? Yeah. Um, they are they're lightening up. We're mostly in that phase where I think everyone's kind of just acting like it's over and it's very difficult to know what's appropriate and what's not. Right. You know what I mean? Um like I'm 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 triple vaxxed. I'm kind of I have not gotten COVID as far as I know, right? Knock because right. Like, yeah, 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 same. Yeah, asymptomatic like, everything else, yeah. Right. At this point I'm like uh like look if the government tells me to do something I'll do it, but I just I I at some point I want life to return to normal, you know. Facts. Facts, man. Like I I feel the same way like where like in California, you know, like the masks are off, but at the same time like a lot of people wear masks and I'm like should I should I not? Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I, I like what the way I try and do it is like I'll take a look in a place and if anyone working there is wearing a mask I'll just put on a mask because I like, like because at, at least then it's like you know they don't really have a choice about being there or not so mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of works out but um it's tricky right like it's difficult because like you know weddings and stuff are happening again I went to a wedding recently which was super fun and uh, nearly everyone at it got COVID except me and my partner. <laughs> wow, the chosen one right here. <laughs> yeah. 
That was really respectful. I've never heard that answer. Like, if I see someone working there and they have a mask on, I immediately put my mask on. Yeah. That's actually, like, a very good answer. Like, well, I don't yeah, know. Thank you. Thanks. Did y'all, did y'all I, work on this beforehand? Or? No. <laughs> I mean, I was like, uh, I, I like that myself because, I mean, sometimes I'm just looking at other people and I'm like, well. God's will, God's will is actually feeding me particular lines. I say uh, this, right? Next, gonna next star, we're going right? to move, move on to my charity work and then my <laughs> the, then my then my workout routine. And, PR um, right there. I'm, yeah. just, I'm the guy right there. And yeah. Although, yeah. You're killing it, though. You know, like the more like I just see you like just out there, it, it you know, like like that. Okay, so I'm gonna address the Garfield video. You know, it's like how uh, yes, you know, it's like for me, I wouldn't say it's your best video, but it is like like one of like the most recent like just favorites for everybody. You know, for me, it showed like how you are able to like make a video about anything. Uh, for me, before that was like wrestling, the wrestling videos, like mm. uh, like I don't care anything about wrestling. But, you know, and also like this Garfield video, like I was going to be like, I don't care about Garfield that much. But then you made me care. (laughs) And then like, like, how was it to, I guess, first of all, like what what spurred that? And then I I guess I just want to talk about like the storytelling and like just like how you craft your videos, uh, like, you know, to to be like this and the Space Jam. Like, I just want to talk about like your story. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. So like. As for what spurred the Garfield video, it was literally someone on my Discord being like, oh, you like weird internet stuff. Have you ever seen uh, or slash I'm sorry, John? And I went over and I took like a little look at it and I was like, oh, cool. You know what? This is going to make a really cute 20 minute video one day. And um, then things really got out of control. And that story just kept developing and developing and then I started looking into um, oh guy who writes Garfield. I want to say Jim Henson, but it's not Jim Henson. Um, oh man, now I'm forgetting the name too. That's Shoot. killing me. Oh, wait, 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 look it <laughs> okay, okay, cool. And um, at least it means that you got the Garfield Jim Davis. Your, Jim yeah. Davis. Yeah, I, it's probably very healthy for me that I was able to forget that. I'm saying it's good, yeah. <laughs> but um, because so. When you make a video like that, like, I'm really, I'm not joking here, your entire life becomes Garfield, you know? And so for weeks, like, literal weeks, I was just thinking about Garfield, and it was all I was seeing, you know? And it was, like... The bits in the video where, like, I'm kind of going insane because I see Garfield everywhere. I was worried for you. <laughs> that's, that's like, it's exaggerated. It's not that exaggerated. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so I, but I really enjoyed that narrative as well. Like, the, like, something so ridiculous that, you know, someone making a video essay about Garfield begins to have their life consumed by Garfield. But that said... My mom really did send me that photo, and I was like, "What the fuck?" You know <laughs> that that cracked me up because I mean, it made me think about like what else do like I not remember about my own childhood that like was there the whole time, right? Yeah, it, I was worried for you, like like as I kept watching the video, I was like, "Man, like this man like really sacrificed like some of his life candle to to make like some content for us," and you know the fact that you you read so much Garfield just to make sure you were statistically correct. About a thousand like, chapters, yes. That's a crazy. Thousand chapters. Mm-hmm. That was dope. It, it was just so like, wow, you really like put your foot in the research. Like, do you, do you usually like 
do that i guess like like steep yourself like in like the the subject matter like that like or is it like sort of a natural thing you know like sort of like how like this berserk video was i guess or like a wrestling is for like you know like stuff that you just um, already I, generally I think love. I, I need to steep myself in it as much as possible um so right now i'm doing a video on social media mm. and without giving too much away it's about the idea of how to be a social influencer taking like and like particularly social influencer courses and the plan right now is to simultaneously take nine different social media influencer courses um simultaneous wow yeah and just really get in that world because i have i have some some kind of fundamental problems with like step-by-step how to become a social influencer stuff i think I, I kind of think it's a bunch of bullshit, but if someone can prove me wrong, cool. You know, I'm not overly confident they will, but it's been interesting so far. Uh, and so, like, I'm I'm streaming um, three hours a day for the foreseeable future because I want to understand that side of social media as well. You know, uh-huh. and um, so I think immersing yourself in something is really important. Like with the Berserk video. You know, I read Berserk start to finish in the space of about a week and a half. Wow. And that involved sitting down for like eight hours a day and just reading Berserk. But then like I also had to take notes on each chapter. You know, like I have oh, it's around here somewhere. It's not it's not this notebook, but there's literally a notebook I have. And like the entire like middle section of it, like that much is just notes on Berserk, you know. And I I didn't really use those notes very much, but it was important to me to make them so that my brain was thinking about it. And um, it was funny because like that reading that much Berserk and then like I was I had this album on repeat. I talked about it in the video, uh, Sewer Sluts. Yeah, I um, have that in my um, my tabs right now. Like I was wanting to peep that. Yeah. And um I ended up just listening to that album on repeat for these eight-hour sessions. Wow. And it became, like, this incredibly, like, meditative experience, you know, of just being in this world with these characters, with this music. And it was actually, like, one of the one of the best experiences, maybe the best experience I've ever had with media. Wow. And then, like, when I when I got to the end of Berserk, I hadn't read the last chapter, and then I read it, I was devastated just devastated you know but that's important it's important that i put myself in a position where i can feel that emotion because then i can make a video out of it you know yeah and like there's a there's a lot of upset in that berserk video like that's that's not a video where everything's okay emotion and i think it helped me process myself you know like yeah so a lot of people have said that to me and that makes me really happy because that was kind of the goal of the video and um, like at some point that video is about processing death. You know, it's it's not about a manga. It's about getting over the inevitability of the end. Yeah. Right? I, like, I, I definitely appreciate that. Like, were you about to say something, Josh? Yeah, I was like, I, I, I love that you're able to uh, speak about this because this is exactly what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, the mindset that it takes to do something like this, because I do actually enjoy content generally. That's a little bit more longer form. Mm-hmm. These video essays. For one, it sounds like you never left college. That that sounds kind of rough. You're still making essays, but on the second <laughs> side of it, there's a uh, there's other content creators like Billium 
or um, Quentin Reviews where mm. they kind of do these eight-hour videos. Billiam does like 24, 30. They're a little bit shorter than both wow. of you guys. But it's like I was watching uh, this guy named Quentin Reviews. It's an eight-hour video about like um, shows on Nickelodeon. He's explaining how they started and where they went apart. And he's doing exactly yeah. what you do where he goes through every episode. It's like, this is what happens. These characters get introduced. This character is now the B plot, whatever. And I'm just like, I never thought about his mindset, not as much as you're bringing it up. Like the fact that you have to engulf yourself like you did with the Garfield video. or I, I've been thinking about it a lot recently. And there's nearly an element of like, I think nearly like method acting to it. And like, I know method acting is a very different thing. And I think it's emotionally probably a lot more intense, but it is like you do just immerse yourself in that world. And that's how I think you start to think about it in a way that maybe other people kind of don't sometimes, you know, and that's, that's because like, you you know, people will say to me like, oh, you know, I I love your videos. I don't know, like, I don't know how you think of stuff like this, but I, I also feel like, okay, but if you sat down for a month and this was your entire life for a month, you'd probably be able to do something similar, you know? Like, I don't think what I do is is that special in that regard, or that there's anything, like, innately special about me to be able to do that. Uh, I mean, it, like, I, I get so, but at the same time, I, I I personally have to disagree, you know? It's like, there's, like, a way that you talk about these things, like, that's just, like, so filled with, like, love and, like, has a philosophical, philosophical bent to it, you know? Like, that's more than just the content, you know? And, like, more than just oh, we're just going to talk about Berserk or Garfield, but it's mm. like, how has this, like, impacted the world, you know, like, or, like, your personal world, you know? Uh, sure, sure, and, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I wait, personally, I waste my time a lot, <laughs> you know? It's like, I, then again, I'm not sure what I've dived a month long into, you know, like, where it's like, I'm, like, I'm just so focused on a thing, you know? I think that's that's something that's very special. What were you about to say, Josh? I was about to say um, earlier, I was talking to Godzilla because Godzilla was the one that put me on your videos initially. Mm. I don't know how long you've been making these videos, um, but I'm pretty sure Godzilla was talking about you back in college. Like, I'm pretty sure he was talking about Eyepatch Wolf since then. And I remember just being like, you know, uh, back then my attention span is terrible. So I was like, ah, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. But I watched a couple of your videos, uh, the Berserk one specifically and the Shonen Jump one you did. Um, and those are actually amazing. And I was telling him this morning, actually, right before you jumped on, I was like, my opinion is like I feel like this is a very romantic, uh, a romantic guy. Like uh, the way you look at the world in general is very. Uh, I mean, you're romantic. It seems like I don't know if that's yeah. Accurate. I think I think like I'm a very emotional person. I'm a very sensitive person, and I've learned that like I just can't turn that off, you know. And like I think that that comes around that that that's apparent if you're around me, and that's apparent if you watch my stuff. And I think like for a long time, I kind of, I thought I was nearly to that direction, but I've kind of more accepted lately. Like, I fuck it. That's just, that's just what I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I mean, you said you had a, a partner already, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they approve of this and it's all fine. I mean, <laughs> if they're okay with it, then there's no problem, right? And it works for you. Clearly your business has been taken off. So Michelle's actually like, out of everyone I know, she is the least impressed with what I do. <laughs> and i love that like i i like that she like she doesn't have any presence online she doesn't have a twitter she doesn't have like you know any visibility online at all and i really like that you know because it is kind of like a break from 
that kind of stuff but like in terms of like being a romantic like i guess it means what it depends on kind of what sense like um i th- I think i kind of can be but i think i just i really value connection in general like i i really people are very 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 important to me and i think expressing why and like so are things like so is media so is that stuff and so right. i just really it's important to me to be able to express that in like authentic ways. Now you saying that, I think that's what God's was trying to say earlier, where that's what makes you special. Like I know you're saying, you know, you're just kind of like everybody else, which you are, you're a person. We all, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we all get deep into different rabbit holes, but the fact that you're okay with who you are and you've gotten that level in your life where you're like, this is just who I am. Yeah. Self-awareness about like what you are and like, I'm going to talk about what I like. Yeah. The genuinity of, of it all is very apparent. Like yeah. you get emotional, but it's not like you're being fake. You're not trying to do this for the likes or anything. This yeah, is just or you trains or whatever. You. Yeah. And people love no, that. Like people yeah. always get honest connections, man. I think you're doing a great thing. I don't think everyone can do yet. Not everyone's at that level yet. Sure. I have been doing it for seven years. And I think at various points, like with different, like even with different videos, I think I have stumbled on that. And I think I have made videos where it's like, I think I just thought this because I made this just because for whatever whatever way I was at that time, I was like, oh, this is what I should make as opposed to what I want to make. Mm. And it's funny because like those are the videos that like people hated or they did okay initially and then no one watched them after that. Like I'm kind of unusual in that like I will post a video and it'll do pretty good in the first 24 hours but it will just kind of keep going and going and going and going and going. And that's actually where most of my views come from, as opposed to like whatever the most recent thing was, which I think is, I think is backwards to a lot of traditional YouTube models, but it's worked out. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, like what's been like, I guess one video that you wish you could redo. And then like, what's been like a, I guess a favorite video of yours that you, that you wish more people would watch. Um, okay, so I made a video years ago called um at this two that come to mind. One is why Attack on Titan is popular. Mm. And it's a video breaking down about breaking down about like Attack on Titan's mass appeal. Um now, if I could like speak to myself back then, I'd love to be like, why the fuck are you making that video? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit why Attack on Titan's popular? Like, do you like it? If you like it, then fucking make a video about it, you little coward. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of like there's there's an inauthenticity to that video because it's me projecting like I understand other people's tastes, and I don't like that. The other video then was a video called "What Makes a Hero Feel Real," and um, I only made that video because I'd made a- another video called "What Makes a Villain Feel Real." and um but the key difference there is that i love villains i love villains so much i'm always rooting for the heel wrestler i'm always rooting for the vegeta in anime like i love all that stuff so i don't give a shit about heroes i generally think protagonists and heroes are really boring they're just like the entryway so i ended up making a video that like i couldn't even tell you what the point of it now was which is a really bad like to sign. Be fair in a way, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. And um, it was the first time I really got major backlash on YouTube. Well, one of the first. And like people were f- brutal. 
And like, there was still a lot of people who liked the video, but I think the people who didn't like it were more right, you know? Mm. And so that made me take a step back and be like, okay, something really went wrong here. And that made, and that kind of started me on the path I am now where it's like, I don't really think about what people want. You know, I'm very, I'm a very selfish YouTuber. I don't really give a fuck what my audience wants me to make. I just, I make what I want to make. And like, I think it's a healthy relationship with my audience. Cause like my feeling is like, okay, I'm going to make whatever I want to make. And you don't have to watch it. Don't have to. Absolutely. You know, like it. Oh, that's a brave so, that's a bravery right there because i feel most people always should be like what does my audience want what do they want me to talk about right uh instead of like what is it that you personally like the most you know i and i guess that goes to like my next point like i really like your um like these quarter like my favorite things you know mm. summer my favorite things winter you know um because you put me on to like a ton of things or youtubers or just media that like i think I would never have ever known about or cared about. And I think like, it's really cool. Like how like you, you're quick to spread the love, you know, like to like a lot of other groups and people. I don't see a lot of people doing that. And I guess like what inspired you to, I guess like even like make like your own favorite thing. Like, is it just this sort of mindset of like, I just got to say like what I like. Right. And, you know, hopefully people so, dig it. Brutally honest answer. Those videos are super easy to make. Hey. Um, and sometimes I've just done a big long video and I just need a breather. I just need to make something that I know how to make that I know people enjoy and that I'm going to get a kick out of. Cause like, I always have like with those videos, you know, it's like 16 tiny essays in one video. So I really get to like stretch my legs in those videos. I really get to try out weird shit and that's really important. But then another part of it as well, um, it's a way for me to promote other creators. You know what I mean? And it's interesting you say about like, not a lot of people do that, but like, I don't know why, you know, I, it's something I've never really been able to figure out with other YouTubers, but it's, there's not a big culture of routinely pushing other creators. Yeah. You know? Competitiveness like, in their head. Yeah. yeah. Like what is this competitiveness that like, where, like, is there like a rule that you got to be competitive, I guess, with other YouTubers, especially like in your field? Uh, I've always wondered, like, how come there's not like a more but, okay, collaboration? When I started out, I was definitely competitive. Like, I'd be like, oh, I just passed this person out and I just passed this person. Oh, but this person's doing really well. Fuck that guy. Like, that yeah. was literally. And then, like, over time, I realized how completely pointless that mindset was. I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to help other creators. But then, like, you know say like social causes and stuff, you know, like not to get on anyone's case sometimes, but like, you know, I see, I see, I, I see some people and it's like, you know, they'll tweet out like, you know, black lives matter or, you know, mm -hmm. trans rights or something like that. And it's like, that's, that's cool. Okay. Like it is cool that like you're showing that you're kind of standing with these people because like, I understand that when you tweet stuff like that out, fucking very nasty course corner of Twitter gets pissed. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, but like, when's the last time like you promoted a trans creator or, you know, a female creator, or a black creator, like you know actually what I mean? doing the work of it rather you than know? just sort of saying it. it, you know, that's not the only criteria by which I will promote people, but I, I find YouTube very difficult, 
you know, I find YouTube really hard sometimes. I take a lot of abuse and it's there sometimes I don't want to do it. I'm a white middle-aged man. Are we middle-aged I'm now? Do, oh, I'm th- I'm like 35. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm middle-aged. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, got man. some time, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be real, but um my point is like I'm doing this on easy mode. You know, it, it's it's fucking hard out there and it, it's rough for people. And so if I can if I can push those people and like give like when I say push them, I mean just give them a little boost. Like hopefully that's that's enough and hopefully that like encourages, you know, other people to get into it and stuff. I really I did want to say um I mean that's that's an amazing answer too. I, I was like I remember you saying uh villains and how interesting they are to you. Um for one, I would like to say I agree with that. Uh, I was I think I talked to Godzilla about this pretty frequently, but I think villains generally drive stories. That that's what gets you to read a story. Um, totally. Characters like Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter or um, these interesting characters where you're just not sure and they make you uneasy. Yeah. Uh, the, the better the villain, Griffith even, the better the villain, the more likely I am to be like engrossed in the story and nervous for the characters, which gives you like some kind of a connection. Yeah. Um, like you, you say Hisoka, like name one dull scene with Hisoka, you know? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know how to read the situation. And I think that uh, the anonymity of that confusion is just amazing to have. Totally. Um, Compared to, you know, a villain like, uh, sadly, I love Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid, but like Dr. Eggman is not a compelling villain. Uh, he's just, I'm taking over the world and you're like, all right, whatever. Now that No, dude, I've read some Sonic comics that really gave me food for thought. Really? There, okay. There was one IDW Sonic comic recently and Dr. Eggman got, um, oh God, the irony of forgetting this world. Amnesia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he um he he turned really good but no one really knew if he actually had amnesia or not and it was actually super compelling it was like oh this is fucked up like this is weird you know it was good those idw sonic comics are actually pretty dope I'm a, I'm a interesting i see I, clips I, of I them every now and then online but i'm like do i really want to jump into a sonic comic yeah, um, the first time I bought one, I was at my local Forbidden Planet, and the guy behind the counter was like, "Hey, Super Eye Patch Wolf," and I was like, "Hey, please don't tell me when I read Sonic." <laughs> yeah, man, I-, I loved it as a kid, but I was just like, um, "This, like, you know." After Sonic Adventure Two, I think it took a nosedive for me. I was just like, Dang. as someone who beat Shadow the Hedgehog on stream just this week, let me tell you, I agree. <laughs> Dog, Shadow the Hedgehog, Shit. I that was okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna say this because I had another question for you, but I have to say okay. this. Okay, that's okay. I, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. First video game I ever played was Sonic the Hedgehog 3 uh, and Knuckles, I guess. Um, moved forward, went through Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, all those games, went through them all. And then Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog got released back to back. And I remember as a kid, because as a kid, you're very accepting, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I finally got a game. It's $40. It was amazing. Back then it was 40 inflation, right? But um, Struggles. Yeah, man. I remember playing those games when I beat them. Before I beat Shadow, but when I beat Sonic Heroes, I remember immediately thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> like, this isn't a good game. And I was sad because, like, I don't want to play this anymore. And I'm like, I just spent this money and I love this franchise. But I'm like, this isn't a good game. It's repetitive. Shadow the Hedgehog comes out a year later. I'm like, maybe this will be better. Maybe it'll be closer to the adventure titles. You, <sighs> There's so much wrong with that game. Trash. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's interesting to hear you say that, though, because I call that my Tony Blair moment, because I remember watching an episode of The Simpsons, and it was season 11 or 12, 
and Tony Blair flies into they're they're in England and Tony Blair flies into the scene with a jetpack and then he's like I'm Tony Blair and then he says something <laughs> says something then he flies out and I was sitting there as like a nine year old and I was like that was bad oh. <laughs> that wasn't funny the simpsons is meant to be funny that wasn't funny so it's interesting that your tony blair moment was sonic heroes yeah so when i first was like oh my god not because like as a kid i'd play fighting games like my brother would be like this character's not fair i'm like everyone's balancing their own way like as a kid you're so accepting <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, that's what, a so beautiful, what a what a beautiful fake. notion right <laughs> yeah you get older you're like oh my god they didn't balance this at all like this yep. is a terrible game uh, my second question was definitely going to be about your uh, your girlfriend, because uh, you said uh, she's not on social media or anything. Like, how mm-hmm. did you guys meet? Like, how did that all take place? Because it sounds like a very genuine relationship. Also, oh, we've been together for like um, seventeen years. Wow. Yeah, we met when we were both eighteen. 13? Oh, eighteen. Oh yeah, thirty five, not seventeen. Not yeah, 30. yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just <laughs> I remember like. Like, she was my first serious girlfriend. And I remember being like, okay, my first girlfriend. Let's see how this goes. And, you know, I remember saying to her, like, you know, I'm not really looking for, like, anything too long-term. We're both just about to go to college. And she was like, well, you know, my aunt and uncle met when they were our age. And they're still together. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) 70 years years later, she fucking got me. But um, it's been... (laughs) It's, you know, I think, like, with all relationships that long it's really in its own way been like several different relationships as we've kind of gone through different phases of our life. But like at the end of the day, I think the purest thing I could say about her is like, she gets home in the evening and I still get a kick out of seeing her, you know, like she'll still make me laugh and I'll still be like excited to hang out. And like, I think there's a lot of, you know, more in-depth stuff you could say about human connection and all that kind of stuff. But really if the person you're with is still making you happy after all that time, that's probably a decent sign, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, oh, you guys survived the pandemic together, right? Yeah, we did. It was actually, she, she's, um, she works as a graphic designer, uh-huh. she, a project manager, and she had to start working from home. And I was psyched because I, she was home five days a week and we hung out so much. And it's only in the last two months that she's after going back to work. And I really, it's been genuinely really hard because like, I'm like, oh, so this like 11 hour stretch a day, I'm just alone for that now. Oh, you know what I mean? And that dang, fucking sucks. Puppy dog. <laughs> kind of like it, it, part of it's like, I miss her. And then part of it's just, I miss humans, mm. you know? Yeah. Do you actually like get to like hang out with people, I guess? Like, or I mean, you I, I do. Alone? Like I, I, I have a good group of friends that like I see regularly enough, but if I'm, I have to be careful because if I let it slide, I could go a week with just without seeing anyone, you know, and that's that's really bad for your mental health. And that's like that's going to give you YouTube brain as well. Um, YouTube brain is what I call it when the numbers get in your head too much and you stop thinking about people as people. So like a good solution to YouTube brain is going hanging out with a friend or like going to a con and meeting a bunch of fans. This is interesting. I almost want you to write, like write a small book on like how not to be an asshole when you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you get I bigger. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, that's get... interesting because the title of my next video is literally how not to be a social media influencer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I don't know who I was. Oh, I was talking to my brother about this. We were on Discord yesterday and he's like, I have a friend uh, who's a YouTuber and he does, um, he does like uh, videos. He's like, he's averaging like a thousand views a video. So he's, he's getting a little bit up there. He's getting better. Sure, sure. And, um, but he was just like, yeah, he does a lot of like power scaling videos and like this person versus this person, whatever. Um, but he's like, as as he's doing this, he's getting more popular, but he wasn't popular in real life. Like they met in college. He's like, he wasn't cool in real life. So now that he's getting more popular, like he, it's getting to him. So when they interact and they go places, he kind of brings up his YouTube channel all the time where he starts saying things that are just like, it sounds like almost like a video essay. And we're just like, oh, there's going to be like some weird punchline to this joke that's not going to land. Uh, and he's like, he notices that. And I also had a friend myself that, w- that felt very similar to that, where I was like, oh, you know. Uh, he's getting bigger online and now it's transitioning to real life and it's just not connecting correctly. Yeah, so I would say I was probably like that as well. Um, I think I, I, I would definitely have been guilty of that too because YouTube forces you to see yourself in an entirely different way. You know, and like when I look back over the years, I can think of several moments where YouTube really turned me into someone that I did not want to be, you know? And um I think coming back from that and trying to trying to get humble again and try and kind of stay grounded. That's some of the hardest shit I've had to do on YouTube. How um, did you, how did you, like, what was the moment where you realized you had to come back to ground? Like, um, there was a couple of things I had like some f- like falling out with friends and stuff like that. Like all, all stuff that's thankfully like dealt with now. But I also remember like, um, there was this one Christmas I went home to my parents and I realized, like, I hadn't really seen them properly for a couple of weeks or months. Like, I kept just, like, you know, making excuses kind of not to go home. And then, like, I went home and we had such a good time. I, I Like, I, I have two, um, I, I have a mom and my dad. And they, like, I, I really get on with both of them. But I also realized, like, oh, shit, they're getting older. You know what I mean? Like, they they are not young people anymore. And we only have so much of this time left and I need to start. And that made me start thinking about like my human connections more and like the people I wanted to kind of be around. And like, was I going to keep prioritizing YouTube over the people in my life, which I had been, you know, I absolutely had been because YouTube was such a, such a dopamine rush, you know, constantly like I'd be at parties, I'd be at parties full of people. And I'd have my phone out on Twitter because I can talk to hundreds of people, you know, and like, you know, now, like I would have to try to get less than a thousand notes on, on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's, that is how many people want to interact whenever I say or do anything. Um, that's not healthy and it's not real. And I have to be very careful with that stuff. Um, and it's still something that like I have to kind I have to try and work on but it's it's difficult as well because like becoming like big online it's very isolating in its own way because all of a sudden it's like oh my boss is an asshole everyone's boss is an asshole you can talk to any Joe Schmo on the corner about that and you can have a conversation how do you have a conversation with someone where it's like uh someone made a video about how I'm shit and it got a hundred thousand views you know like how how does that how are you how do you relate that to the average person 
Yeah, that's wild. You're, you're such a minority. There's no, there's no one to like coach you guys through this. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's all brand new too. I mean, it's like what other period of life really like has had? Could people interact with this many people at yeah, once? Yeah. And like you know, there's so many weird problems. Like, um, you know, like oh, this person is kind of online stalking me. This, this is the you know the, this this weird shit is happening. Like, um, you know, I'm getting these threats. I don't know how serious they are, and it's it's new grounds for a lot of people, you know, because like 10 years ago, what I am didn't exist. Mm. And there's a lot of figuring that stuff out yourself. Right. I mean, how has that journey been? And I guess like, would you, would you, I guess like, if you had a chance to like choose, would you do this like lifestyle again or? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I think like when I think of my life before YouTube, I think I was happy, you know, and I think I'm as happy, like in some ways I'm as happy now as I was then, but there's been more extreme highs and lows, you know? Um, But I mean, it's afforded me so much. Like it's afforded me to come on this podcast and hang out with you guys, you know? And like, you know, so far I'm having a really good time here. This is, this is really fun. This would never have happened without YouTube. You know, like, like, like forget like us meeting God's will. I never would have been in LA. You know, there's no chance I ever would have gone to an anime expo and like yeah. met all the fucking cool people I've met. You know, like um, you know, one of my best friends in the world right now is is Wooly Versus. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it looks like we're gonna be able to hang out for a couple of days in about a month and like we're gonna be in Calgary for for a thing, and it's like, you know, I get to hang out in Calgary. That's where Brett the Hitman Heart's from, you know. <laughs> And it's yeah. like I've I I I love doing it. If I could new game plus my life, I would absolutely go become a wrestler. Um, but I mean, for a first you... run, this is I'm happy with how things have gone so far. I like that. Even with all the that. shit you have to put up with. Right. It makes no, me wonder I... what I would do for new game plus. What were you about to say, Josh? <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about that exact thing. It was weird that you brought up the new game plus. Like, yeah, I like that. I'm playing Elden Ring right now. I, it's taking me forever. I just doing everything but um new game plus is in that game too and there's also respecking and i'm sure everyone up here is aware of what that is just redistribution mm-hmm. of your stat points but when you start up a game you don't know where your stat points are supposed to go so you could call them a waste you know they're wasted you could say that or you could you can invest but um i feel like in real life people have specking the things they weren't going to do later right um how many people took classes that they were like oh i don't even use this all right like, mm-hmm. i should have specced into something else or uh, you invested so much time and you know the sunk uh sunk cost fallacy which yeah you guys are aware of that mm-hmm. yeah like some people do things and they're like i can't quit i've invested 12 years of my life in this thing um i'm like you could have invested 12 years of your life doing something else that would have actually helped you in the end game you know Mm. So it was interesting that you're just like I would go a thousand percent mage route and go and be a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I actually I actually spent six months training to be a wrestler. Wow. Um, but I was training to be a wrestler around the same time I started my podcast, and the podcast kind of led into doing YouTube. And um, it got I I loved it. It was brutal. Like it was like like I, I I like martial arts a lot. You know, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've done boxing. I've done black belt and Taekwondo. Professional oh, wrestling was the toughest training I've ever done in my life because the object of everything else is to not get your head kicked in. You have no choice in wrestling. Um, yeah, just take the hit for real, right? Yeah, you have to. And um, 
it got to a point where I was like, I was really enjoying it, but I was like, I think I can put my whole ass into YouTube podcasting or wrestling. And that was the kind of split point for me, you know? So New Game Plus, I would love to explore that other avenue. That's just just kind of a kind of a beautiful thing to be honest that's pretty dope like put your whole ass into something right <laughs> yeah the phrasing on that um yeah no i was i was definitely this is like a slight sidebar but it, it related to what you were just saying where uh, um, i'm sure someone else is going to hear this and hopefully this helps them too but godswell knows he i work with godswell now at you know the manga company I'll yeah say that. i mean, we can say it. yeah viz. Okay. We, we both work together at viz so yeah, yeah. like hey, he started this year and i mean he's been a natural with it um but yeah, I mean, it's crazy like how you're like, because like he was supposed to do professional MMA. And yeah, yeah. No way. I, well, seeing, like, just how I things was, uh, changed. I was getting really like, I was I was moving in the leaderboards and stuff for that. What, and what, then, what, what was your discipline, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so I did, I actually started at a jiu-jitsu school, but then I ended up going, like I started when I was 18, 2010. Um, and then I moved into, I got, I fell in love with striking. I found out I was pretty explosive because my dad used to box for Cuba. Uh, so genetically, I just got lucky that my, you know, fast twitch muscles and things like that. Sure, sure. So Muay Thai, kickboxing, uh, all that stuff was amazing so for me. Muay Thai is one of the only things I've never done. And I, I want to learn it so badly because I just want, Shit. I want a demonic low kick. Like that's, that was my thing. Yeah. Like low kicks are like, you're never going to see an awesome looking low kick, but they're literally the most practically useful thing in a fight. Like they're fucking amazing. Gaza was actually in my corner. I actually had Gaza sign on as one of my cornermen because I didn't need coaches. Like, okay, everyone needs coaches. But for sure. me personally, my thing was more of a mental thing. I wanted to be calmed down when I was fighting. I didn't want someone yelling at me and saying crazy shit. So I just mm. had my friends in my corner. And I was like, hey, like literally one of my friends, uh, I had one time where my coach came. And I was like, all right. I told him ahead of time. I was like, hey, I'll hear what you have to say between rounds for like 30 seconds. And I want like my friend to talk to me. So he'd come in and be like, hey, listen, you got to get all in my face. And he's like, all right. And he'd bring my friend in and my friend would be like, hey, Josh, you feeling all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, you want to go get some food after this? And I was like, that'd be nice, man. Oh, I'm like in the middle of a that's fight. fucking awesome. Oh, but that's it's so... like, it calmed me down. And it, so, <laughs> so whenever I upload a video, I, I hate uploading videos. It's the worst thing. But what I always think is like, listen, later on, it's going to be me and Michelle, big pizza, episode of Always, oh, episode of Always Sunny. And it's God, that same, we just hey. have to survive this, you know? Yeah, it makes you better, man. Um, but my thing was like, I can't remember my, hopefully I can get back to this point, but I was like, I was fighting for so long. And then I realized like throughout the 12 years I was fighting, I even became a coach at one point. I was the coach for uh, Dallas and Texas for kickboxing. Um, but I remember just being like, all the jobs I had in between that, because that fight isn't bringing a lot of money, especially early on. I remember just being like, I keep getting jobs and they feel dead end and I can't invest a shit ton into them because my ass was halfway out. You know what I mean? I'm still <laughs> fighting. I still have a dream here to be a fighter. But then when God's gave me this opportunity uh, and I started working for Viz, I was like, I really like this job. And I'm still, God's might remember, I was still work fighting at that same time. I was preparing for a fight in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? Like, I have a good job. I don't want to lose this. Like, I don't want to ruin this. Like, this Viz Media job is amazing. So I immediately was just like, I probably should stop fighting. And that's where the whole ass, that's <laughs> where the whole ass came in. Yeah. I was like, I got to put 100% of my focus on this one thing and make sure I do it. Um, so if like my, you know, boss is like, hey, do this 
bang, I've got it done in a day. Like, that's how I want to be. I want to be that proficient to where I'm not yeah. replaceable. You know? Well, like, you know, even in um, with that last Berserk video, like a big part of that was like, you know, you have the dream and the dream's great, but the dream never ends. Like, it's impossible for the dream to end. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you got to just focus on like what's right for you and what makes you happy now. And so I totally get that. And it kind of goes in that, that I, connection I thing. It, yeah, I, I want to go back to like that berserk point. Like, I think like where like it's okay to like to switch dreams, you know, like it, uh, it's okay if, you know, you don't you feel follow like a loser through all the way. Do it, and yeah, that yep. a problem. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, because you feel like you're quitting on yourself and you're like, oh, I'm letting people down and all this other stuff. Well, like I, I, I wanted to be so many things over the years and I would say I failed at, well, honestly, all of them except YouTube. You know what I mean? But like I, I went from thing to thing to thing. And for a long while, I just wanted to be an illustrator. You know, I, I, I love fan art. I love drawing. I love it so much. I'm not very good at it. You know, like I can, I can, I can make a picture that people will think look nice. But when you compare it to people with who have been drawing their whole lives and who have a lot of talent, I am just not that. And letting go of that was really really hard for me and i think only starting it was only when i started youtube that i was really able to let go of it because i was like oh this what it this is what it feels like to succeed at something and youtube was never my dream you know this this whole thing was a giant accident um and but now i still draw but i draw just for me you know, and I can put it online and I can get 20 notes and that's fine. And I keep it well away from the YouTube shit. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was like, are you ever going to mix the two in a way or like, you know, just be like, hey, everyone, look at what I did. And then I, I don't think so, honestly. Um, there's just no reason to. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have people already have many opinions about who I am and what yeah, they do. You need to and keep I something have, sacred for yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I have, I have, I have my. Hey, I would love I to my, see see what you got. Keyboard over here. Um, would you guys like to hear me play a song? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. What do you no, play? that's just for me. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, we're not big. You know, we're just homies. Just hearing what you do, right? <laughs> but it's sick. Honestly, that's that's dope, though. You know, it's like that you do have like your own sacred stuff, and makes me. It makes, I think sometimes that's how I feel about like gaming and like streaming. It's like I do want to like make a sort of career with that, but at the same time, I do. Lo- I, I I always feel bad whenever I hear someone gets bummed out of their favorite thing, and you know, like whereas this now it's just so much work, especially like in this era, like where everyone has to try to monetize or try to, I guess, corporatize whatever they do, uh, like on the internet, right? So I, I do a kind of stream with patrons sometimes like a patron exclusive stream where i basically it's like everyone can listen to me talk to someone and i bring them up on the virtual stage and we Mm. talk about just whatever Uh and there's a lot of smaller like youtubers and stuff and i get a lot of questions about like oh my cat channel is just not growing you know like it's not going well or whatever and you know i really want to do this but i don't know if i can and those conversations were as much a part of informing the whole kind of you know sometimes you got to walk away from your dreams berserk video as anything else but the thing i always say to them is like would you be making these videos if i could guarantee you that you're not going to have any success with them Mm. and if the answer to that is no stop making them like the the biggest advice i could give anyone for getting big on social media is don't try 
Like, do the shit you love. And if it's going to take off, it'll take off. But don't be one of these people combing through your analytics, trying to trying to measuring audience, audience retention and all that shit. Just fucking do what you love. And if you keep, if you still, if you still love it, keep doing it. But like, cause what's on the other side of success as a social media influencer, it's not going to be good enough to force you to make shit that you don't like making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of amazing. That's crucial. I mean, it, I mean, that's great for me to hear, you know, it's like this is episode 92. You know, but at the same time, I don't really feel, I guess, that pressure to be like, oh, we got to blow up or else, you know, I got to stop. Like, I, I really just enjoy, like, talking to friends and people I like what they do and just be like, how'd you do this? How do you feel? What's what's going on in your world right now? You know, so some uh, of, the, oh, some of my favorite, sorry, some of my favorite shit I've ever made has like 20,000 views. I understand that sounds like a lot, but compared in comparison to my other stuff, that's not a lot, like just relatively, but the feelings I had making that shit were so fucking strong and they're such great memories. And like, you know, when I think of that, I don't think of YouTube comments. I don't think of a view count. I think of like spending the day with this person and making this cool thing. Sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, oh, no, it was just, I was talking about, uh, I was about to go into what you were talking about identity and uh, well, walking away from what you love um, or your goals. Right. Because a goal, I guess doesn't necessarily have to be what you love. It's something that you've, uh, again, almost romanticizing your head, like this is what's going to be. Um, and I feel like that's very difficult for a lot of people. And like I said earlier, like it hurts to walk away because I think as people, we do this thing where we like to attach ourselves to identities as fast as we can. Cause we don't understand who we are, especially when we're younger. Uh, you're working through a lot of things, right? Totally. Um, yeah. You at 18 is completely different than you at 35. I'm assuming. Yeah. Like, um, so it's like the ideas you had, like, I, I'll do this, I'll do this and whatever. And then you get old and you're like, oh man, do I, did I really want that? And the, even when you realize you don't, accepting that and being okay with not being associated with that thing anymore is very difficult. Because now you have to figure out who you are, make sure people represent, you have to make sure, you don't have to make sure, but you want people to see you for who you are, but you're not sure where that is either. So it's a very shaky ground. Yeah, and it takes a long time to figure it out. And I think the best way to figure it out is to fuck up and get things wrong and try shit that doesn't work. You know, G2s want to hear my like failed Electronica album. You know, it's like there's a <laughs> no, lot we're of. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you are. You are. You are. Um, but like, I, th- I, I think a that. problem as well is kind of like we get real hung up on destination, right? Mm. You know, and I think I think that's a problem with media. I think a huge part of media is like and then he turned 25 and his business was thriving and his wife was beautiful and that's the end of the road credits roll you know but in reality most destinations all they really are is like a halfway point on a different journey and that's kind of something i've learned it's like whatever you think the ends is it never is and you can't go chasing an ending and you can't punish yourself when you don't get one. I love that. This is beautiful because of what you just said earlier too about death. Um, and that people don't think you're talking about your parents and how they were getting older, which is something I think I brought up with my friends too a couple of times. Um, but the destination is what people think about all the time. And that becomes an issue because 
they're like you, you i'm sure you've all heard death anyways right but yeah, yeah we're all at the end of the road we're all going to be gone right mm-hmm. that's that is what it is but i don't think that's what we should be focused on i feel like what you were talking about earlier even the connections you have with the people that while you're alive the journey is that's what you should be focused on life doesn't have to be abysmal you don't have to be just miserable because you know the end's going to be you know whatever um I just think that was a beautiful thing. And I think the fact that it wrapped around so well. For real. And for me, I guess, like, just to sort of finish things up, uh, I got to talk about We can go for a piece. bit longer if you guys have time. I mean, I'm hey, actually, I'm super down. If I'm you're actually, down, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably okay for the next 30 minutes or so. Sick. Awesome. Well, I got to bring up one piece. <laughs> How do you feel? Okay. About? Yeah, you know, it's like, that was like the last thing that we got to, like, hang out with together. And I mean, I just got to ask you, like, how do you feel? Like, you know, that's you know, this, the whole big around, like the journey, not the destination. Right. Um, I guess I gotta just ask, like, how do you feel about one piece today right now? Like, like your journey with, with one piece, uh, especially like, like now that we're like in such like a climatic part, uh, I think so. I like don't want to break your heart here. God's will, yeah, but I yeah, am but, way but, behind on, on one piece. Oh man. I, I am like at the start of Wano, I, I, Luffy just got put in jail. Is where I. Oh am. wow. Okay. Okay. Good. No, we're good. about the same area. Good. Yeah, okay. I'm a little bit ahead of that. Like, it's probably the bit. best to like not be like week to week with it. I, but I don't yeah. know how to not. Be I can't week to week be with it. week to week with anything. The only thing I read gra- week to week is Grappler Backy, and I don't know why. But that's just the only thing I keep up with. Everything else I will save up and binge. <laughs> so like wow. um. Like last Christmas, I sat down in my parents' house and binged like 90 chapters of One Punch Man. And that was so much fun. Like that. And I'm probably going to do One Piece this Christmas, I'd say. Okay. Tell me your opinion because I was literally about to start reading One Punch Man because I've seen the two seasons. I love it. Uh Um, One Punch Man, like after I finished, I'm I'm reading My Hero Vigilantes right now. Yeah. But I either want to do Jujutsu Kaisen because, you know, it's big, everyone's talking about it, or I go to One Punch Man. Which one should I jump into next? Jujutsu Kaisen's fun. I would say it depends how you feel about like anime versus manga, but I would nearly recommend the Jujutsu Kaisen anime over the manga because the anime is so well produced and just yeah. such a bonkers production. Manga is still very good, but personally, I think I, I think that anime is is more fun. Um, One Punch Man. It's really I I don't know that you're ever going to beat Yusuke Murata's art. You know, um, his. So I'm talking about his adaptation of the of the webcomic as opposed to the webcomic, but it's one of those things where you're just experiencing a master at work and it's really hard. Even like, like if the story away. isn't like always amazing because it can kind of be slow. Like I'm uh, the where I left it was like at the climax of this giant fight and there were so many amazing pieces of art in the fights up to that and it was just it was so enjoyable. So I think I would probably lean One Punch Man. I would prefer One Punch Man to Jujutsu Kaisen, but kind of each to their own on that one, right? You know, like I'm really not one for like, this show is better than this show and you're wrong if you think otherwise. Right. Like I'm just, you know, I'm doing anime YouTube for fucking seven years. I am out of energy for that kind of arguments. I think everyone should be at this point. I'm just like, enjoy what you want, y'all. Like, yeah. it, liking one thing doesn't take away from liking the other thing. Like, it's not yeah. a zero-sum game. One thing also I, I did really want to ask about this is, like, have you always had an eye for detail like this? Or, like, did you, like, grow it? Um, and also, I guess, like, being sincere, like, I guess, like, w- what you like, too. Like, did, was that always like that? Or did you, like, have to, like, grow into these things? Because for me, I don't have, I don't think I have an eye for detail, like, 
You know, like when you like look at this art and I'm like, oh, I don't think I've ever looked at this art. Or is it because like you researched it in a way like that you're like, I'm gonna look at this art. See, it's hard to say because I don't know if I describe myself as having an eye to eye for detail. I think to me, all I really do is I experiencing experience a piece of art. And if it makes me feel strongly enough, I will explore why it's making me feel that way so i'm really not like if i'm talking about a detail or something it's 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 not really because i've kind of looked at it and been gone oh i've noticed this little thing i'll it's probably because i'm looking at the scene going man like where where's this fucking emotion coming from what's happening here like what's hidden what why why is this hitting me like this you know and then like I'll write a paragraph and I'll be like, you know what? That's not it. And I'll rewrite it. And I'll be like, that's not it. And then I'll rewrite it. And then maybe the third or fourth time I'll be like, okay, now, now, now we're kind of like getting it. You know what I mean? Wow. That's cool. I mean, have you always had that sort of introspection, I guess, reflection type of deal? Or like, is it like, this is a skill that I think that you've, that's come because like you write your scripts for, for YouTube. I think, I think I'm pretty introspective. And I think it developed with writing the scripts. In terms of sincerity, um, it's interesting to hear you guys bring that point up a couple of times. I wouldn't, I don't know if I describe myself as like an especially sincere person. And I think that, well, not like I try to be, but on YouTube, that becomes more difficult because personas are inherent to online content. Like, you can't you can't be authentic on youtube it's not possible Mm. and that's why sometimes whenever i see a creator who's like you know you guys like me because i'm gonna be i'm real with you and it's like well like are you like are are there cuts in this video are there parts of your speech that you didn't want us to see Mm. you know because like when when you guys watch a video watch one of my videos you know you're not getting me necessarily you're getting me scripted that script being rewrote probably four or five times then edited into a visual video which is then recut another four or five times so at the end of that you're getting a product and i want that product to feel authentic but it's not an authentic version of me even if i want it to be you know but it it is an authentic representation of you is it though? <laughs> it feels so. Only because like it I, might it might feel that way. Right. But that's fair. like if you wanted an authentic experience of me, you would hang out with, with me you. for a yeah. day, you know? Mm-hmm. And like for for even for more than this podcast cuz like I come to this podcast like, you know, I'm I'm buddies with God's will and like that's that's cool and everything, but it's like this is also kind of we're talking a lot about YouTube and online personas and stuff like that. And it, it is me, but it's like, it's me reflecting on a lot of that stuff. It, it, it's hard to say, but I think, I think like the idea of authenticity is very tricky online. And I'm always reluctant because I, I, I do get that a lot where people are like, you know, you're just so sincere and you're, you're really passionate and you're really authentic. And like, I do try and be authentic and it's important to me to try and be honest and try and be real. But over the years doing this, I have recognized that it's like there's 
an unescapable element of persona of project of projecting an identity and it's not about some people being more or less real than others it's about degrees of fakeness absolutely i mean i think that's although at the same time like what you're just saying like right now is like i think that's where it proves at least to me the point like where okay so this is this is like here's a curtain there's a curtain this this is this is the problem though i feel like (laughs) whenever i say this shit people are always like well that proves you're real and i'm like no no that's (laughs) not it you know because i take it like no i'm not real point he's really real (laughs) yeah you know i I take your point but i actually get that a lot and i nearly feel like even if I am being 100% real, I think people should view content creators with a degree, maybe not skepticism, skepticism. but just okay. knowing awareness that there is there is a there is a pursuit of profit happening mm-hmm. here. It's there the most is polished an, version of themselves. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Let, me, let me try and give an example. Like, oh, it's like altruism in a way, I guess. Like, it's like, how can someone be truly altruistic, right? Okay, here's the thing, right? Say if that, like, I saw something in the news before this podcast and it was like, it was like an unpopular, say if I had an unpopular opinion on something, Mm. like, let let me try and think of, let me try and think of something super hypothetical here. Um, Something that won't get you canceled for real, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's say for, no, okay. No, that's too much. I'm trying to think here. (laughs) Um, He's just too real, man. He can't even come up with hypotheticals, right? I know, right? No, it's because I think I, I, I feel like if I think if I think of a t- hypothetical that's too current, people are gonna be like, he actually thinks that. He actually feels you know? this way. Oh my god, you cancel know? him. You know. But um <laughs> but but say say like okay, I, I I'm pretty fucking left. I'm I like in just everything, but say like I had some really specific conservative belief that I would know would get me in trouble, like you know, online or with a lot of my audience. I am like financially motivated not to express that opinion publicly. Mm -hmm. Now I can tell you, I do not have an opinion like that, but you guys don't know that. And it's financially in my interest to not let you know if I did, but I don't, you know? Yeah. Um, That's perfect. I think that sums up exactly what you're saying. Again, it's kind of of like we said, it's the most polished version of yourself, most Mm -hmm. palatable version of yourself. Yeah. Whereas if I had like, you know, a, if I had like a stable job with the Irish government and I was just on this podcast right now, knowing that like my internet persona matters fuck all, I could say whatever I want. Who could stop me, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, I think, I, I, to the I think in a way. maybe that is a very like skeptical way of looking at it, but that's just the kind of shit I mean when like, uh, like authenticity is a tricky thing online. Because you can actually edit. Yeah. You can edit yourself and how you present yeah. yourself. Yeah. Constantly. That's what people do with social media, right? They yeah. uh, they show you the best versions of themselves. Like here's the photos of me at this perfect angle, right. and here's me over here. And like then you look at them in person, like you don't look like that though. Not all the time, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah. like it, it, you know, imagine stuff like you, you know, like I'm I how do I put this? I believe in women. I'm like a feminist. I like you know I I really have a lot of strong beliefs and all that stuff. And like, I've been public about those beliefs, but then like, what if I went and made like a sexist joke with some dude friend of mine, you know what, who's that? Like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck is happening there? Like even if so authenticity is infinitely nuanced and complicated, I guess is just the kind of point I would make there. Yeah. Right. I think that's fair. I think that's a very fair thing to say, you know, uh, I guess when people say like, I am authentic or I'm, I'm sincere, 
I I like to believe I am, but also be careful there. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like authentic, almost as like uh, a replacement for the word like uninhibited. Like you are 100% yourself all the time, but I don't think anyone is like that. I think everyone chooses their words somewhat mm-hmm. carefully. Yeah, like right. There's, there's, an element, too, yeah. there's an element of that in everyone. I think it just gets massively amplified when you're an online creator. Someone was saying this about personalities. Um, kind of right. I, uh, I think we talked to Vampy Bitney about this, where she was asking us, she said a different podcast we had, where she was talking about which one are our favorite Ninja Turtles. Uh, and I was like, I like Leonardo and Raphael. Like, I've always been between those two, never been able to figure it out. And God just said he liked Leonardo. And I was like, she's like, oh, well, I like Michelangelo. And I was like, that's cool. It almost tells you like how you want to be perceived by people. Yeah. Which and totally it's, it's, it's all funny. different parts of personality. Even, even you saying that gives me such an impression of the kind of person that would say Michelangelo is their favorite. Because I wouldn't say him ever. He would be yeah. my least favorite. <laughs> still love him. They're still the fucking Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They're still, they're yeah, still all yeah. great. You but know? yeah, favorite of all Yeah, them? it's like, oh, the goofy one? Really? You're right. Yeah. Like a lot of, <laughs> apparently a lot of girls really like uh, Michelangelo. My thing was like, I was like, okay. Michelle so likes Michelangelo, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. She's not most women, but <laughs> but uh, no, I definitely got to me where I was like, you know what? I feel like the, rep- the turtles represent like a full person. Like you're not taking yourself too seriously, but you're also working on yourself. Like you're a leader, like Leonardo, like where you're constantly self-improvement. Then you have the intelligence, the mindfulness of Donatello. But there's also that rebellious side of everybody who's just like, that's very normal. That's such a fascinating way to look at the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I'm about to make my own video, so please don't take that. But that was like one of the things I got, and I was just like, you know what? Um, someone I can't remember which uh, philosopher said it, but he's like, he believes that people's personalities—it's not one personality. You're multiple things. So I, depending I on would, the day, yep. Depending on the day, you could be the funny guy. But depending on a different group you're in, you're now like the leader of the group and you don't really crack a lot of jokes at this particular job maybe. And everyone's like, oh, he's so serious. He's such a he's such a heroic figure. But then when you go with your girl, you're just kind of like <laughs> joking around, farting around the house. <laughs> totally, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an yeah. idiot. And she doesn't respect you at all. But you know, it's a great relationship. <laughs> Whatever <Yeah>. it might be. <laughs> oh, but like, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I like love about Michelle. You know, it's like, she doesn't give a fuck about like, you know, a hundred million views or like, you know, the most viewed video on the Simpsons or like all these things that I'm really proud of, you know, she's just, she's just like, cool. What, what, what are we, what pizza are we getting? It's like, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, you need that. Yeah. Like multiple sides and someone like who, who knows you, who really knows you, I guess. Right. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's making me think about like, what does it mean to be authentic? I guess you know, it's like, what what times am I not being authentic? I guess to who I think I am, and I guess like what I want people to see of me, right? Um, Even that's broken down, right, with the mm-hmm. whole uh, idea of the super ego, the ego, and the id, mm-hmm. which is like the ego is, I believe, the id is instinctually who you are. Like you see a woman, something happens, you you act on it. That's mm-hmm. your id, and then your ego is what you present to people. I believe your super ego is what you believe of yourself. Mm. So like, you're like, I am Leonardo. I am this, this is who I am. Like this character reminds me of myself. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. Fucking Jason Bourne reminds me of yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, whatever other people perceive of you is like your ego. It's like a lot. It's, but yeah, it's very hard to be authentic. I think you can only voice your actual opinions. Mm-hmm. And I- I guess the reason, yeah, I would say authentic because, like, I feel like 
I watch other people and I'm like, cool, man. Like, that's a cool trend. Or, you know, like, I'm glad you did, you know, you, you, you dove into this. You know, like, this is like sort of your field of sorts, but, you know, you maybe didn't feel it, you know? And maybe it's like a, a sort of bias, a confirmation bias of sorts. It's like, oh, man, he feels the same way as I do about a thing, mm. you know? Versus, you know, maybe someone that is also authentic, but maybe I don't agree with in a way. You know, like I definitely have to like sort of analyze. It's like, why do I say authentic, especially for you? You know, but and I'm yeah. glad that you challenged that. You know, it's like, why? You know, like why would people say this about me? And it's like, what does this really mean? Um, you know, I even like like in that last berserk video, like I remember like how you like you like your interpretation of like that Casca guts relationship of sorts, and you you had to preface it where it's like. You know, it's people who know more about this or have like their own feelings about this, you know, and it, it almost like like in a way like you downplay like your own emotion about it. But I was like, no, I thought this was very valid. I thought this was actually more valid than like what other people might be able to say about it, too. I mean, like I I, I was proud of that section. I was happy mm-hmm. with how it came together. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it did kind of it did touch on like I guess, some, some real stuff for me. But at the same time, I just think in discussions of like specifically with that stuff like you know abuse and assault and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff i never want to presume to speak for another person or their experience that's a good point and so that was that was mainly what that was about it's a good self-awareness at the very least we could say you're self-aware yeah absolutely which i think has been pretty uh easy to spot out throughout this whole conversation uh, we can call it mm-hmm. introspection if you want but i feel like just being aware of how you you sit in the universe and you know and it sounds really hippy dippy but like it, how you sit in the universe and where you are relative to everybody else and like that you're not overestimating i'm sure you do we all do but you're not overestimating yourself it seems like you're trying to give yourself a fair shake when you yeah can. it's interesting when you say that because like i have been doing a lot of research into like social media and specifically why people want to become social media influencers and two things that have come up that have been like weirdly reflected in this conversation is like first of all it's like what what kind of what's the most important quality that people see in a social media influencer do you guys want to take a guess what about you godzilla i guess like a sort of confidence with it I, I'm, I'm interested genuinity hey. there we go. i'm going with that go ahead that's it authenticity hey i was like wait you know what i was like asman gold's not attractive so attractiveness like physical attraction was like number nine on the list it was way lower than you would have thought and that's that has me thinking like i I guess that's sort of what's got me thinking about like um well now hang on what is authenticity in an online space you know but then the other side of it what we were talking about something else just uh, you mentioned something there god's will um oh about people about being self-aware one of the number one reasons people want to become a social media influencer is to change the world you know and to me what i do is i give people 20 to 50 minutes where they can sit down and they cannot think about all the other bullshit in their life and like this going to be it's going to be pleasantly written it's going to be engaging enough and there's going to be like, you know, some jokes in there and hopefully a point that lets people kind of meditate on it a little bit. But I don't see my stuff as anything more than like escapism. I am not trying to change people's lives. I am not trying to make a difference. This is just, hey, you have had a shitty day. Here is a video that you can relax with. That I don't see it as anything more than that. 
I do believe that. I do believe that. Like, it's more like, hey, like, I like this thing. Please listen to it. I hope you enjoy. And not even please listen. Just whatever. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, you're asking people to come and listen. It's like, here's the thing I like. Yeah, it goes back to, to that enjoy thing it. I said with the audience where it's like, I'm going to make this. If you don't want to watch it, cool. Yeah. I think that's a great mindset. I think that's the best mindset. Like, it's, I think that's also like why it's like authentic because it's like not even like, I hope you enjoy this. It's like, <laughs> I enjoy this. You know, it's like, he I. Want, like, he doesn't want to not call you authentic. He's like, you know what? <laughs> what you just said is really authentic. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm, try, I'm trying to move away from that. I'm trying not to be like, oh, man. Okay. Let me keep let me, buttering let me up put, this guy. But. <laughs> let, me put, let me put one more just final thing to think about with the authenticity discussion. And then we'll like, we'll leave yeah, that particular we'll leave discussion. We'll leave it go, yeah. The more people like me, the more money I make. So it is in my best interest to make people like me. And the best way to do that, as we saw from like that chart, is to come across as authentic. So what is real authenticity in that world? You know, what, it, what that. is that? You know? Breaking the, the veil like that is real authenticity. This is a really authentic or, guy. But, 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 no, maybe, there he goes again, maybe, guys. Let's clap it up. Maybe that's part <laughs> of the scam. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can't escape. It, you're authentic, no, man. No. <laughs> you might just have to accept it, man. You might just be an authentic person. Well, the closest mean, thing we're going to get to one. I'm know, absolutely right? going to turn this into a bit in yeah. the next video. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a real guy. I, I love like I love guy. the the philosophical like debate today. This is this is like one of my favorite episodes for sure. For sure, that's some great ones. But um, I wish part of me, and this this kind of goes into our point. Part of me wishes that we weren't on camera. Some of this, like. I want this. We always have the so best conversations when we're off camera, and I'm but like, yeah, yeah, we need to record this shit, and then we record, and it's like, because yeah, we're getting it's great, but mm. the idea is that we're getting, uh, like you said earlier, like this is a pretty. I would like to believe that this is a pretty uh, genuine version of you right now, um, but I'm sure even you, because I know I am, I have to sometimes select my words a little bit more carefully, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're on recorded camera. media for sure yeah, that you know so, can reflect. Like, it's not like I'm I, hiding anything. I don't want to make people believe that, but that's. I would what like I'm to think that, like, you know, I'm being genuine, and I'd like to think that you guys are being genuine, but we're also making a piece of content. You right. Know? Like, if we thought that this conversation was lulling or boring, we'd probably try and move it on because we don't want people to get bored. Yeah. And so, how authentic is that? For me, it's it's very authentic because I'm just not a boring person. So <laughs> I'm very. Like to boring. Start right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh no, I appreciate all this, man. This is this yeah. is fantastic. No, it's been yeah, it's been a wonderful conversation, like just Yeah, overall. this makes me uncomfortable because this is the kind of podcast where it's like, and then we lost all the recording. You know? <laughs> you you do like a podcast and you just really fucking like hit it and it's like you know the chemistry's there and you get to all these interesting points and then oh shit, it my microphone record. wasn't working, you know. We that, that we went through all those earlier. Yeah. Like we definitely had those situations. <sighs> As heard for sure. Right? So far, at least I see the recording button happening. Power still on. Knock on wood. All right. <laughs> I think, it is, I, like, honestly, this has been a banger of an episode. And, like, I, I want to, like, you know, like, outside of this podcast, just hang out and just talk with you more, you know, just sort of yeah, see, like, well, like uh, you know, hopefully at some point in the future, I'm going to be, uh, like, I, I'd like to travel to American cons, but it's kind of tricky because, like, it's fucking expensive. Um, but... 
you know, hopefully with cons going, they're going to open up the doors to like international guests and I can actually like see some people again, which would just rule so much. Yeah. yeah I'm sure a con would be willing to pay for you to get down there. Oh, feel like oh they, they have done before, but I think COVID kind of shut all that down. Yeah, and I down think here. like international guests are like just that one degree more complicated still. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see can't wait for you to come back please let me know like when you're back anywhere in the u.s i'll make it out there and definitely got to catch up and shoot the shit like oh yeah more so i, I would like yeah, to no, dive it'd, into it'd be great to like even just grab some lunch or a beer with Hell you guys yeah, man. Be i'm sick. about it yeah me josh we got this yeah like that'd be tight and this was a fantastic episode it's making me think about like just even like my own habits like how do i talk to people what's a genuine you know what's genuine and like what is it that i want to portray more to people and i guess like what is that super ego that i'm wanting to portray and then i guess like what who am i really you know so this this episode is like leaving me with a lot to think about man oh it's it's left me with a lot to think about too honestly and like i can't i can't wait to do the section on authenticity in my video now i'm, I'm gonna make I'm it so i'm gonna excited. make it i'm gonna make it so creepy please you know i'll be like we made it boys this is, <laughs> this is sick you know thank you so much man like it, i've been wanting to talk with you for a minute i was scared to ask because i mean i know you're busy but it means a lot that you you spent time with us uh and oh and this this was my pleasure seriously i, I had a great time thank you so much i'm hoping to put this episode out today so uh, i'll stay tuned for that but cool tag me on twitter and i'll, I'll give it a i'll throw it out we're gonna have to yeah. play with that authenticity thing. Like, we're gonna have his face in the cover but we gotta make it to where it's like like uh, the, the you know the Da Vinci Code mask or <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. The, yeah we gotta do something we gotta make something where it's like it, I don't know it's yeah gonna be great. I'm hyped I'm, I'm hyped to see like what, what what can happen I mean I'm not like a, a an expert but we'll see what happens but dude thank you so much for being on this episode it was a pleasure to talk with you just about like your your process and like who you are you know uh, and yeah I can't wait till the next time I'm really excited for for what's next for us. And uh, I guess anything that you want to say or uh, promote or, you know, just say to the world? Nah, that's okay. I don't. People. <laughs> Maybe some people could unfollow. That, that'd be cool. You'd make it a little easier, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I dig it. Thank you so much. Anything you want to say, Josh? Yeah, I want to correct something. I said uh, I said Da Vinci Code. I meant anonymous mask. That's uh, the genuine guy there we go well cool man i appreciate it thank you so much for being on the thanks podcast thanks for having me guys this was such a blast thank you uh yeah and as uh, everyone to listen all the way through definitely appreciate you uh let us know what you love about these episodes love to hear it um subscribe do all that shit uh as always stay dope folks peace peace